magistrates and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he'd set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all other kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of God that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Right, let's get the story clear. Here's Nebuchadnezzar. He's got quite an ego. He builds a statue and he says, I want you all to bow down to it. Now, this is where he becomes a terrorist. Because he then says, if you don't, I'll throw you into the blazing fire. See, that's terror. That is designed to provoke terror in the people who are watching, who are listening. And so King Nebuchadnezzar uses the, the, the weapon of terror in order to try and control and manipulate the people. And he's pretty effective. All the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold. Because otherwise you get thrown in the blazing furnace. So if you like, I want you to imagine uh, a, little, a little bear. Okay, a cute little bear like this. And the little bear is facing a bigger bear. And the little bear is scared of the bigger bear. Because the big bear is a bully, Right? Haven't got that? Can you visualize this, okay? Little bear is looking at bigger bear and is scared because bigger bear is a bully. And that's what's happening. That is what happens all over the world. People try to bully and use power in order to terrorize people. But the interesting thing in Babylon and for King Nebuchadnezzar was that there were three men who were not scared. But have a look at what they said. Verse 8. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you've set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, it is, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I've set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, like this is supposed to, you know, it's written in a way that's ironic and funny. All kinds of music. If you're ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you'll be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue me from my hand? You see, so here's full-on pressure to be afraid, to try to provoke fear in these three men. Right, this is, this is what we need to see. Look what they say. Here's the key. It's not, well, it's not that bad, is it? 
It's not that scary. You'll be fine. Don't worry. It's only a bit of fire. Look what they say. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, Great uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Here's what I want you to know. Can you see what they're doing? Little bear is facing bigger bear. But little bear isn't looking at bigger bear. Little bear is looking at the greater bear that stands behind bigger bear. Little bear is looking at the big, greatest bear who is way stronger than the bigger bear. And the reason that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are not afraid of King Nebuchadnezzar is because they can see that God is bigger than Nebuchadnezzar. It's not, don't worry, it won't be a problem. It's, but our God is bigger. Our God is able to save us. The God we serve is powerful and strong. He is able to save. Do you notice that they say, even if he doesn't? We've got such confidence in our God that even if he doesn't save us from the furnace, we still won't serve you. Because our God is still the great king. And there are times when we feel like that little bear that feels so weak and fragile and there seems to be things that just seem so big and so terrifying to us and provoke within us a feeling of fear. We need to get our eyes off big bear. And get our eyes on great bear. Because if we can see great bear, then it helps us to understand that bigger bear is not to be feared. But look how the story goes on. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered them to be fur- the furnace to be heated and seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw in the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth one looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I decree that the people of any nation or language who say 
anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. You see, for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their confidence was not in themselves. They're not impressive, powerful men. It's like, ooh, what heroes. They're just ordinary blokes. But they're ordinary blokes who've got their eyes on the powerful God. And they do end up getting chucked into the fire. But then the most extraordinary thing happens. There are four figures in there. Four men walking around in the furnace. Well, what's that? Well, the fourth one seems to be like a son of the gods. It seems to be God himself come as a man in that moment to be with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, to walk with them through the fire, to protect and keep them safe and to bring them through the other side. There is a God in heaven who saves and rescues And if we can understand that our God saves, he rescues, he's powerful and he's strong. That is why he can say to us, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And every time you see someone in the Bible being courageous, it is never because their confidence is in themselves. It's always because they've got a massive view of great bear. It's always because they're looking beyond the terrifying big bear to see great bear. Whether that's David fighting the giant Goliath, he's not scared of Goliath. Why? Because he can see that God is bigger. Why is Gideon not frightened of the mighty Midianite army? Because he can see that God is bigger than the quarter of a million Midianites coming towards him. Why are people not afraid? Because they see that God is greater. Now, of course, God knows that we, we struggle. We find that hard. And we do feel afraid. And that's why he comes and says, don't be afraid. And he says it to us again and again. He says, my precious child, don't be afraid. Look to me. And let's go back to that fourth figure in the fire just for a moment. Because here is the extraordinary message of the Bible that the great God of heaven, the great bear, the powerful king left heaven to come right into this world. Those three men, God came and walked with them in the fire and joined them. This is what Phil was talking about earlier on in the service. Here's the message of what Jesus has done in an even more spectacular way. Jesus is the great God of heaven, great bear, who left heaven and came and walked this earth. He walked through the fire. He walked through the pain. He walked through the suffering. He knew the tears and the betrayal and the brokenness. Jesus walked through the fire, even to a cross, where he was nailed to a cross and died. Jesus experienced the terrorism of humanity. And he died. Because he says, I'm with you. I'm the God who is with you. And I will be with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I'm with you. I will walk with you through the storm. 
And I want to say to us this afternoon, as we think about all that's happened, it would be really easy for us to become fearful. I think every time I get on a tube now, I, I, I think, what if I've just got on a tube with someone who's going to blow me up? What do I do? What do I do with that? Here's what you do. This is something really practical. When that thought enters your head, and it will enter your head, if you're anything like me, it will enter your head. This is what you do. You, train, you, you say to yourself, but God is bigger. He is able to keep me and preserve me. And even if he doesn't, he's still the great king who I serve with all my heart. Can I say that's where safety is found? That's true safety. That's what it means to be safe. Because the reality is we're not safe. Even as I stand here, sirens are, sirens are going. We're not safe. But there is a God in heaven. He's powerful. He's strong. And he's not just powerful and strong. He's come and he's walked with us. So I, want to, I really want to challenge us. If we are Christians, if you're sitting here this afternoon and you know that Jesus died for you, you know that he walks with you, you know that, he, that God is king, we need to fight to not be afraid. We need to not lose our nerve. We need to hold our nerve and be strong. We need to stand firm, stand our ground and say, no, our God is strong. He is king and death and and darkness will not win. Nebuchadnezzar could not win. He was a terrorist and he lost. All terrorists lose. Because ultimately only Jesus, the king of love, wins. That's why we get our eyes on him. So as we go into this week, I want us to go into this week with our eyes fixed on Jesus, helping each other to get a big view of who he is. And perhaps just that image in your head of little bear, bigger bear, and great bear. And you're going to face loads of bigger bears. Some of them will be like bullies at work. A boss that just gives you a hard time all the time. And it's really easy to think, oh, I'm so weak, I'm so weak. Here's how you don't be afraid. You get your eyes on great bear. Or perhaps bigger bear is a, a situation that arises that just, you're, you just feels overwhelmingly strong and powerful. Get your eyes on great bear. We've got to see the greatness of God. And can I say, and, and I want to say this really carefully and gently, but there are people around this world who, what we experienced last night, that's there every day. This is what people live with in Syria every day. This is what people, this is their reality. This is their normal. How do you survive as a Christian in that sort of setting? You need to have a confidence in the God who saves. The God who rescues. And you know, our world desperately needs to hear this message. There are people walking around on the streets outside, looking for, thinking, what, how do I understand this? How do I cope with this? 
and people talk about love. Let's, let's love one another. Tonight, Ariana Grande is going to sing in her big concert up in Manchester. One love. Love. It's all about love. It's all about love. It is all about love, but it's all about the king of love. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus who can truly bring that love that we so desperately seek. It's what everyone wants. People are desperate for it. Thousands of people are desperate for that love that actually only Jesus can bring. He's the only one who has the power. Here's the one love. The one love of a God who left heaven to come to earth to die for you. That's the one love. That's the love we cling to. That's the place where safety is to be found. So as you go to work, whatever you're doing tomorrow, perhaps someone will say to you, what do you, what do you think of what's happened over the weekend? What are you going to say? I want to suggest to you that it's worth having an answer. It's worth thinking about what you're going to say when someone says to you, really sad isn't what happened over the weekend. What are you going to say then? Think about it. Think about a way that you can naturally say something about the hope that Jesus brings. So let's say, okay, let's do it together. Let's think about it now. Let's work this out. Let's think. What, what could we say? In fact, I might, well, let's, let's do some audience participation. Let's help each other. You know, we're supposed to be a family. You know your friends better than I do. I don't know your friends. What are we going to say? Have a think for a second. Why not talk to a, a neighbor? Your friend says to you something like, gosh, terrible what happened on Saturday night, isn't it? What are you going to say? That isn't a kind of, but don't worry, because Jesus is great. <laughs> That's not bad. What are we going to say? Why don't you talk to your neighbor for a second? Let's talk, talk to your neighbor for a minute. Think about it together. Okay, let's, uh, let's stop talking. <laughs> Great, I just wondered, anyone want to tell us what you were talking about? Anyone brave enough to tell us some ideas? Of, it's good just to hear what, what people are thinking so that we can help each other as we go into work or stuff tomorrow. Anyone want to say anything? Yes, Caitlin. Yep.
Great. So rather than going straight into it. Yeah, yeah. So actually being able to say, that's, 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 where, that's where my church is. <laughs> that's, that's really helpful. Yeah. Any, anyone else saying stuff? Yeah, Micah. On BBC News? Well, listen, you know, we, we joke, but the, the press of the whole world is down there. I mean, Phil's just been talking to the Fox News uh, guy. I mean, that actually, we've got, if, we get, if we're serious about being a church for this city, we've got to be willing to stand up and say, Jesus is king, unashamedly, and we've... We want to declare it. We want, we want people to know that. There is a God in heaven who rescues and saves. Cool. And, and yeah, my, Flo. Yeah. Brilliant. So actually, to be ready to say to someone, actually, this is what's really helped me. Uh, this, this has really helped me as I've thought about it. That the Bible says that God is like a rock or like a shepherd. Or, I mean, actually, but you will never, you, well, you're very unlikely to think of that on the, at the moment. So why not think about it now? Get yourself ready so that as we talk about it, we can say to people, this is what's helping me. This is, you know, even if it's, um, this is what's helping me, we were reminded on Sunday that God is big. He's great. He rescues and he saves. Um, I think it's helpful. Perhaps after, after the service, we could talk a little bit more about that. Perhaps we could practice on it, you know, help each other to say, have you, have you, are you ready? <laughs> have you thought about what you're going to say? It'd be great to help each other. Brilliant. Well, we're going to um, we're going to pray together, and um, I want to suggest we're going to. This is how we're going to do it. Okay. Um, God gives this command: "Do not be afraid." That is an impossible command for us to keep. I think. So this is what this is how you keep impossible commands. This is true about all impossible commands that God gives. Um, you keep an impossible command by saying, "I'm really scared." Tell God the things you're scared of. Tell the things that frighten you. Tell God, be honest with God. You say, don't be afraid, but I really am quite afraid of these things. Then say, and I confess that because actually you are big. You are strong. And actually I have known you're bigger than those things. Please help me to not be afraid, but to trust in you. Does that make sense? Honesty with God Confessing that actually that's because we've got a small view of God and asking him for the power to trust him. I think that's a practical way that we can approach that this week. And not just terrorism, but everything that we're scared of. 
Don't be afraid, God says. So when you feel like a little bear, here's bigger bear, great bear behind. Why don't we take a moment now to pray, and then we're going to sing together um, in response to this.